Something happens to a person who continues to hunger and thirst after him. Who has that inner desire to know him more. And when you come to know the great love with which he loves you, sometimes it takes you aback because you feel so unlovable. How could he possibly love me that way? He does. I said he does. He loves you with an everlasting love, an unconditional love. In other words, we don't have to measure up. He loves us no matter what. Stop and think about that. How many of you ever felt unlovable before? Maybe because of mistakes you've made in your life. Maybe because of things you said or did to somebody else. What is amazing to me is to realize that God has put in his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Never. In other words, he will always be there for us. Always. Through the thick, through the thin, he's there for us. And I tell you, it is an amazing thing to know him. Because the more I come to know him, the more I'm falling in love with him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to take up our tithes and our offerings right now. If you need an offering envelope for your giving, please slide a hand up. Praise the Lord. You know, as I was considering and pondering what to share with you this morning, I was reminded of a couple of scriptures and um, I want to read these to you for a reason, and I'll share that with you in just a second after I share these scriptures with you. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. Then the Bible says over in Hebrews Chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of excitement in this place lately. I've sensed it. I've seen it. I'm excited about it myself. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to let you know something that's important to understand this isn't something we just do as something that uh, comes quickly, then fades away. This is supposed to be lifestyle. We're called to live by faith. That means every single day we walk upon this earth, we're called to live by faith. And there's going to be opportunities in our lives to waver. Did this, does this stuff really work? Am I ever going to see what I've been sowing for, believing God for. What you've got to recognize and understand, the reason those thoughts come is because the devil is trying you to get you to let go of your confession of faith. He wants you to say, out of your mouth, this stuff doesn't work. I waited a whole week and it did not come to pass. And I know, I know, I, listen, I know... <laughs> That sounds funny, but there are people who are like that. They'll make it even a month, possibly two months. And then all of a sudden they'll throw up their hands and say, this stuff doesn't work. I cannot express this enough. 
from a heart full of love for you, it does work. God has come through for me time after time after time after time after time. And that's why the Bible says to us right here, let us hold fast the confession of our faith. How are we going to do that? For he who promised is faithful. You've got to remind yourself of God's faithfulness. You've got to remind yourself that he's always come through for you in the past. And he's going to come through for you this time. And he'll come through for, for you the next time because he's faithful. God looks over his word to perform it in the lives of those who are stepping out in faith based upon his promises. Glory to God. He makes himself responsible for the results the moment we act on his word. So, see, I don't have to wonder if it's going to come to pass. I know it's coming to pass. All I'm called to do is keep on holding fast to my confession of faith. I've already sown the seed. And I'm not saying we, don't, we stop sowing seed, keep sowing the seed. Yeah. The point I'm trying to get at is glory to God. God is faithful. Amen. He's going to come through for you. Right. Things, listen, 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 Linda. <laughs> There are people who, as much as they might want to say they're living by faith, are still caught up in their heads. What they can see, what they hear, how they feel, instead of what does the Bible say. And what ends up happening is one of the biggest, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say here? One of the biggest ways the devil gets us to let go of our confession of faith it's time. It doesn't happen as quickly as you think it should happen. You know, I heard this statement a long time ago, and when I first heard it, I was like, going, ah, you know, I don't know if I fully understand or comprehend that. But payday with God doesn't come every Friday. But it comes. Always. Always. And the point being there is it might not happen the way you think it should happen, but how many know that God is perfect in all of his ways? How do we know that God's going to always come through for us? If we simply obey him and are found faithful to do our part, <laughs> count on it. He's going to do his. Oh, friends, I tell you what, it's a, it's a time of rejoicing for us the moment we step. Why is it a time of rejoicing just when we step out in faith? Thank you. Because we've already seen it in God's word. We already know that God's going to do it because he's already done it. And all we're doing is appropriating it into our lives with our faith. So we rejoice even before we see it. Before we even feel it, we start rejoicing. The moment we release our faith, we rejoice. And we keep on rejoicing. And we keep on rejoicing. See, glory to God, if you do that, your heart is going to come quicker than you thought it was going to come. Amen. Glory to God. God is a good God. He's faithful. Don't let go of your confession of faith. Do not grow weary in doing good. Your harvest is coming in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can I, I guess I'll just throw this out. I don't know if everybody knew this or not. But one of the things we were believing God for is to have our forerunner paid off. I think you've heard me say that before. Well, it's officially paid off. Over almost $13,000 was given to us last week. Don't you dare tell me that God's word doesn't work. God's word, God is faithful. God is faithful. 
I said, God is faithful. He has and he always will come through for us. Amen. 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 Woo, glory to God. I tell you what, I'm so excited because, see, I I, I know the God who did it for me back then, just last week, is the same God who's going to do it for me tomorrow, today, all the rest of my days on this earth. Glory to God. He's faithful. Hallelujah. You got to just stay at it. It's a lifestyle. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, hold your offerings up and let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to bring our tithes and our, 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 our uh, offerings into this local church that you've established for such a time as this. We firmly believe, Father God, as we do this in obedience to your word, that you said in your word, we, we can prove you now in this, that you would open the windows of heaven, pour out so much blessing upon us, there's not enough room to contain it all. That is being blessed so that we can be a blessing. Father, your word goes on to say that you rebuke the devourer for our sake. Glory to God. Why? So that that seed we have sown will come back to us as a maximized harvest. Right now, in Jesus' name, I call that maximized harvest in. I call all the needs of this church met in full, in fact, to abundance in Jesus' name. I call our church building in in Jesus' name. I call all the needs and and, and wants of these people. I call them met in Jesus' name. I call great harvest coming in for everyone in this room. Maximized harvest. We give you praise and we give you glory, Lord God, because we know as we continue to sow, ha, 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 we're going to be more blessed so we can continue to be a bigger blessing. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Amen. Just a heads up, our church did just sow $1,000 into a ministry, and I've got some more money's fixing to go out. Praise the Lord. We practice what we preach around here. Amen. Amen. All right. Children. Emmy, do you love Grammy? <laughs> She's got to get her shoes on. All you wonderful children are dismissed. AC, you help now. Eliza's waiting on Emmy. Wait, Eliza, wait. Are you going to take Reno with you? No. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Woo. Reno the ballerina. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I am excited to preach the word today. Because I believe what I'm going to share with you, and I know today will not be the end of the sharing on this particular area. Um, (laughs) um, Let me just get into the message, and you'll see where I'm coming from. You know, as we've been studying in here, this year of 2023 is the year of the maximum. The year of the highest level attainable. And the more I've come to study this, the more exciting I'm, excited I'm getting. Why? Because I've come to see more and more and more that this is, is God's will for all of his children. Amen. And it's been his will from the very beginning. Yes. See, what you've got to comprehend and understand, God's will doesn't change. God's plans never change. He never changes. Why? Because, again, like I said earlier, he's perfect in all of his ways. Are you listening? 
If we will simply take him at his word and do the things he's, he's directed us to do, count on it, you're going to live a maximized lifestyle. Praise the Lord. Now, a few weeks ago in uh, Genesis chapter 1, we began to look at three things God did for Adam and Eve that was meant for all humanity that guaranteed they would live, they would always live a maximized lifestyle and reach the highest level attainable. As long as they appropriated these things into their lives uh, with their faith, And as long as they did the things God's way, the way he established for them to be done. Number one, God blessed man. He empowered man to prosper. He empowered man to succeed. He empowered man to fulfill destiny. Do you understand God's not in the business of failure? You need to understand that. Have you ever kind of fallen short of the mark, so to speak? Have you ever come, I mean, got to the place where you felt like you've really messed up? You really did something wrong. It seemed like you did fail. You were knocked on your face, so to speak. I want you to know this. God has empow- empowered you to succeed. He's given you the power for success. Now, you have a role to play in this. Like I just said, you got to appropriate it into your life. you got to be believing him for that power to be activated in Jesus' name. The point I wanted to get across is this. Never stop fighting the fight of faith. Even if you get knocked to your knees, even if you get knocked on your face, get back up in Jesus' name. Success belongs to you. He has empowered you to succeed. He has empowered you to prosper. He has empowered you to fulfill your destiny. Glory to God. That gets me happy. Number two, God established the spiritual law of seed time and harvest. A spiritual law that is activated the moment you sow the seed and knowing that when you do so, you're going to receive harvest back. Now get this, a harvest that is not only great enough to take care of you, but as well to take care of others. That you know those people around you to be a bigger blessing. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So that's two of the things. But the final one, number three, God delegated to man the authority to reign, to rule and reign upon this earth. And over everything in and upon this earth. We're going to get into this in some great detail now. But before I do that, let me just throw this out because it's important to understand. How many know that Adam and Eve messed up in the garden? How many know that Adam and Eve sinned? And because of that sin, it ushered in death and destruction and perversion and sickness and disease and everything else that's of the stinking enemy. Are you hearing me? And now man, no matter how much he may try, can never reach that level of living a maximum lifestyle because in order to get to that maximum lifestyle, you have to live perfectly. No man is able to live perfectly until Jesus. (laughs) Until Jesus. See, what Adam failed at Jesus succeeded at. And because of what Jesus accomplished for us through his redemptive 
uh, uh, work because of his precious blood he shed at the cross, we can now live a maximum lifestyle. We're now able to live just like Adam and Eve lived prior to the fall. Oh, I'm getting excited. That's why Jesus made the, the declaration, I have come that they may have life and might have life more abundantly. I'm asking you to not just take me at my word when I tell you the meaning of that word abundantly. You need to look it up. You need to study it out for yourself. Because see, when you do that, it's going to make you as excited as I am every time I share this. Because that word abundantly, once again, means to the overflow. Super abundantly. Excessively. More than more than enough. That's the kind of life Jesus has come to give us. How many are you expecting to live that kind of life? See, from my perspective, for me to do anything less than that is a, is a, a, a thank you. It is. It's an insult to him. Yeah. I want to take full advantage of everything he's done for me. Yeah. I am determined to live life super abundantly. Amen. I know, I know, I know for a lot of people, their brain's going tilt, tilt, tilt. How could I possibly do that? I'm not even living an abundant life right now. Let me just throw this out for free right now. If you see it in the Bible, what do you do? You know that it's settled in the heavenlies. It's forever established in the heavenlies. And now, glory to God, it's your choice. You can choose to believe it or you can choose not to believe it. That's all that faith is, a choice. I choose to believe it because if God said it, that settles it. And because I choose to believe it, even though I may not be walking in it yet, To the degree I know I'm going to be walking in it. Oh, glory to God. We have come so far in our, and, and, and where we're at financially and being blessed and so forth. But this has gone on for how much? Almost over 30 years now? Right around 30 years? A long time. Oh, glory to God. I'm excited about what lies before me. Yeah. Again, and I say this over and over again because I want you to catch this. Our best days are before us. It looks like the devil's winning, doesn't it? You're seeing all kinds of rotten things happen in this world. You're seeing the most sorry rascals walking around this earth right now. People are just being cruel and mean and beating people up for no reason, kicking people, hitting them with baseball bats from behind and so forth and so on. I'm here to tell you that no matter how great the darkness grows, no no matter how darker it grows, know this, that the light of Almighty God is greater than that. And that light is beginning to intensify. I'm going to be a light in this dark world. Wherever I go, hallelujah, I'm going to let my light shine. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get to the place where we are so super abundantly blessed. I'm going to be blessing people left and right all the time. All the time. All the time. And it's not just for me. It's for all of us. That should be your heart's cry. To have so much, you got to give it away. Yeah. I got too many cars, man. I never drive that brand new um, Jeep over there. I never, I never even go driving anymore. I mean, what am I going to? I know. <laughs> I don't really have a Jeep, but anyway. <laughs> and when, as she said, when you do, give it to me. <laughs> Hallelujah, guys. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The life that Adam and Eve 
we're living prior to the fall is not available to us. Yeah, amen. And if I'm going to bring my God glory, hear me now. If I'm going to bring him glory, then I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to strive with everything in me to appropriate this life and life more abundantly into my life and walk it out yeah. through my life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, last week we began to talk about the third area that God had established for his prized creation for us to operate in. An authority delegated to man by God so that man could rule and reign on this earth. We saw in Genesis 1.28, you can just look up here for now. For the earth, excuse me, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. And over every living thing that moves on the earth. The New Living Translation says, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Now, I know I've heard of uh, Charles Capps was sharing and talking about, and I was listening to this message. I don't remember, was Dad, was it Dad Hagen with him? I don't remember who it was. But he went fishing with somebody, and, and, and as he was going fishing, he told the, the, whoever he was with, he said, now before I fish, I operate in my authority. I call the fish to be caught by me. Now, I'm not saying it verbatim how he shared it, but the bottom line to the whole thing is the brother went out and went fishing, and he caught fish all the time. Yeah. He was operating in his authority in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Now, some people might say, well, that just sounds kind of weird, Pastor Daniel. Well, doesn't the Bible say we have authority over all the animals, yeah. all the fish, all the birds? Yeah. That's why when you go out hunting... Or you go out and do something else and you're going hiking. Do not ever fear bears or mountain lions. Are you listening? You've got to get persnickety with your faith. I like that word persnickety, but you know what I'm talking about. You need to go out there with, and I'm not saying be stupid. Let's go find a bear and see if this stuff works. (laughs) What I am saying is this. If a bear does happen to show up, Use your authority in Christ Jesus. Come against it in Jesus' name. Now, again, people might think this is stupid, silly. Why would I ever do that? Because that's what God has now put in your lap. He's given it to you. He's authorized you to do it. My wife, and I think I shared this not too long ago, she was walking. And this big old dog was somehow gotten out out of the fence and started to run up at her. And this dog was not saying, wagging his tail and saying, oh, it's good to see you. It was coming out of barking, and it was, going, it, was, it was going to come and get her. It was coming to get my wife. I wasn't there. But she used her authority. She turned around and said, in the name of Jesus. And the dog stopped, turned around and ran back. How many people would have just ah, taken off running and that dog caught him and bit him or something? Use your authority in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise you, Lord. Then we saw in Psalm 86 from the New Living Translation, you gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. Amen. Is this the Bible? Yeah. The Passion Translation says, you have delegated to them rulership over all you have made. With everything under their authority. 
placing earth itself under the feet of your image bearers. Did you get that? So clearly, just from those two sets of scriptures, we can see that God has given us dominion and authority to rule and reign on this earth. Now, I, 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 we're going somewhere with this study. Because again, I think I shared this last week or a couple weeks ago. I made this declaration. So many Christians are asking God to do things for them that he's put into their hands, given them the authority to do. If you'll finally get to the, to come to the real, listen, listen. When it comes to the devil, you have authority over the devil. Yeah. You do not have to ask God to do anything at all. Because you have been authorized by the king of kings, by the one who whooped the devil, by the one who yeah. kicked the teeth out of the devil. I don't think I could do that one again. I'm telling you, listen. You have authority in his name, the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. That's where if your child gets sick, don't sit there and say, oh, oh my God, no. Use your authority in Christ and tell that fever to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pastor Dan, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. I've been authorized by God to do that. For me to fail to do that is to, to, to shirk my responsibilities. And I'm talking about my child there. Hello? Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, go with me to Psalm 115. Oh, thank you, Lord. We got some ground to cover, but this is going to bless you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If it don't bless you, well, I'm not going to say the next part. (laughs) Psalm 115. We looked at this, I believe, last week when we took up the offering. The Lord, uh, verse 12, the Lord has been mindful of us. We're always on his mind. He will bless us. Everybody say, he blesses me. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless the house of the Greenwalds. Oh, yes. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. Now get this next part. But the earth he has given to who? The children of men. Do you see this? The heavens belong to the Lord, but who does this earth belong to? The children of men. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Friends, once again, when God created the earth, he gave to mankind the authority to rule and reign upon it. God literally gave man rulership over everything he made on this earth. I'm hoping you're going to catch this today. It will change your life so much. How many know the devil doesn't want you to know about this? You know, for thousands of years, he has deceived, deceived and tricked man into believing that they are nothing. Nothing more than lowly beggars who have to struggle through this life, accepting whatever comes their way. And because of this deception, they now believe that they have no say-so in whether they prosper or not, whether they succeed or not. It's up to God. It's all up to God. And then they'll, they'll make a prayer like this. Oh, God, I come before you as a lowly beggar, hoping and a praying 
that you would shine your face upon me every now and then. But I know that I'm going to barely make it through this life. And once I do get through this life, I sure hope I can find a place in the corner of heaven, just a little shack. That's all I need. And people will hear that kind of prayer and say, oh, brother. Oh, brother, what a humble prayer. What a, what a good prayer. No, it's not. That's a bunch of religious gobbledygook. If you never heard of gobbledygook, you have now. But that's what that is. Is that what God's word says? No, God's word tells us that he has made man to have dominion over the works of his hands. And he's put all things under our feet, including the devil. And everything that's of the devil. Everything that's of the devil. Everything that's of the devil. Sickness and disease. Poverty and lack. Perversion. All of that junk that's of the devil. You have authority over it. Go with me to Luke chapter 4. Boy, I tell you what, I'm getting stirred up. Surprise for you guys, right? This is the account of Jesus being tempted by the devil. I want you to notice how he responds to these temptations. How many know that we can learn something from Jesus? <laughs> Verse 1 says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him high up on a, uh, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan. Boy, I tell you what, that's something to learn right there. Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Now notice verse 5 again. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I give to you, and I will give to you, and their glory. For this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. So what is is what the devil saying here true? No, come on. Pastor Dan, the devil's a liar. He didn't have all the authority like he said he did. Then why was Jesus tempted by it? Why was Jesus tempted by it? Why didn't Jesus just, why didn't Jesus just rebuke him and say, Satan, you're a liar. You don't have all the authority like you say you do. But that's not how he responded to him, is it? He said, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because Jesus was tempted. Stop and think about, here's Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And his destiny is to do what? To rule and reign over all the kingdoms of the earth. And so when the devil offered him this authority, it had a pull on him. Now I realize that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow right there. You're saying Jesus was tempted? I was. I, I was. And I am. Jesus was tempted. Now get this. Being tempted is in a sin. Did you hear what I just said? Being tempted isn't a sin. 
It's when we yield to the temptation. We give in to the temptation. That's when we sin. Are you listening? Oh, dear Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't yield to it. He said, get behind me, Satan. I worship the Lord and him only do I worship. Now look at verse 6 again. The devil said to him, all this authority I will give you in their glory for this has been delivered to me. It's been turned over to me and I give it to whomever I wish. So who was it that turned over all this authority to Satan? Was it God? (laughs) Unfortunately, way too many Christians, way too many Christians believe that way. That I believe that the devil is God's whipping boy, so to speak. That God uses him to teach us stuff. Friends, if God and the devil are working on the same team, we do not stand a chance. Think about it. What are you going to do? Run to God and say, the devil's been trying to kill me. And God says, I know, I told him to. What are you going to do? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? I just, I, every time I went over that, I kept saying, saying that's why I said it anyway. What's so sad is that there are so many ministers out there that teach that God uses the devil and all the junk of the enemy such as sickness and disease, poverty and lack, tornadoes, hurricanes, and so forth, to teach us something. A lot of people believe that kind of stuff. Can I just say this as clearly as possible? What a bunch of hogwash. (laughs) Do you understand that's what the religious leaders did to Jesus back in his day? They accused him of casting out demons with the help of Beelzebub. And Beelzebub is the prince of demons. And what did Jesus do when they, they accused him? He said, yep, sure am. We're on the same team. Me and, me and Lucifer, we, we, you know, we're, we're on the same team. No, he said in Matthew 12, 26, if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? My friends, God and the devil are not on the same team. The devil is God's enemy. And might I add, God's eternally defeated enemy. Hallelujah. He is not working with God. Bottom line, there are two camps. There's the camp of Satan, the kingdom of Satan, and the kingdom of God. There's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. There's the devil and his demons, and there's God and his angels. They are not... They are not, they are not working together. Are you hearing me? God does not need to use the devil to teach us anything. That's why he's given us his word. That's why he's given us his spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The word and the the spirit will teach us everything we'll ever need to know. Amen. Now, can I just throw this in for free? I have had... When my mom was killed in a car accident, people have said to me, God caused that accident because people got born again during her funeral. And I said to that particular person, don't you believe she would have been able to reach so many more if she was still alive? Now, see, what happens is God will turn it for his glory for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God will use those kinds of incidences. God doesn't cause them. And he doesn't authorize Satan to do those kinds of things. Are you listening to me? 
Oh, friends, I'm telling you right now. Go with me to Romans chapter 5. God gave man dominion over the earth. Somehow the devil ends up with him. How could that possibly happen? How did all the authority that had been given to Adam and Eve now end up in the hands of the devil? Romans chapter 5, I'm almost done. Thank you, Jesus. Beginning in verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man, who's that speaking of Adam, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Verse 14, nevertheless, death did what? Death did what? It reigned. Who had the power of death? Hebrews talks about Jesus destroyed him who had the power of death, the devil. So when you say death reigned, that's the same thing as saying the devil reigned. From Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. So once again, Adam was given authority to rule and reign on the earth, but he bowed his knee to the enemy when he sinned. And when he sinned, he turned over all that authority God had given to Adam to Satan. Are you listening? But thank God that's not the end of the story. I said that's not the end of the story. There was another man, the second Adam, Jesus Christ. And what the first Adam failed to do, The second Adam succeeded at. Where the first Adam said yes to sin and it brought death into all the world. The second Adam said no and it brought justification to all men who would believe on him. Verse 15. Oh, glory to God. But the free gift is not like the offense. For by if by the one man's offense many died... Much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. Now I hope you wore your shouting clothes. Verse 17. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more, everybody say much more, much more more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Listen to this verse from the Amplified. Those who receive God's overflowing grace, his unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. How many of you have received God's overflowing uh, overflowing grace? How many of you received the free gift of righteousness? Then what are we supposed to be doing? reigning as kings in this life. Not when we get to the sweet by and by right now. Everybody say right now. Everybody say I'm supposed to be ruling as royalty right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So Adam sinned. The result was he turned over all the authority God had given to Adam. You know, that's why in 2 Corinthians 4.4, The Bible tells us that Satan is called the God of this world, Mm -hmm. little g. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why we see so much death and destruction. Sickness and disease, poverty and lack, perversion and so forth. It's not because God is trying to teach us something. Are you listening? It's because the devil has the legal right to be here because of Adam's sin. And he's the one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But friends, his time is almost up. Mm -mm -mm. Soon and very soon, a big old angel is going to come and grab him by the back of the neck, throw some chains on him, and throw him into a bottomless pit. And there ain't nothing the devil can do to stop it. But in the meantime, and I hope you're listening, in the meantime, for the remainder of our time here on this earth, we're going to do what? (laughs) We're going to rule and reign as kings through the man Jesus Christ. That has always, always been God's will for man. Yeah, okay, we can kick some devil butt. That's okay if you want to say that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, as we walk this out, the way God has always created for us to be, being blessed beyond measure, sowing seed, knowing that as we do so, it's going to take care of us, and not just us, but those around us, and operating in our authority in Christ Jesus ruling and reigning on this earth as kings, as royalty. Oh, glory to God. That's where we're going to find ourselves rising up to live a maximized lifestyle, to reach the highest level attainable. You've got to appropriate these things into your life with your faith. You've got to get this in you. You've got to understand you have power in the earth today to do things. Mm, Thank you, Lord. I shared this Wednesday night, I believe it was. I was watching The Chosen with my wife the other night. I, did, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I did not think it was going to impact me the way it did. Jesus was, and his disciples were walking along, and they, and they run into this woman. She's there, and, and they're talking to her. And, and, and then all of a sudden, this man comes around the corner and says, Jesus, have mercy. I don't remember exactly what he said, but huh? it was the leper. How many remember the story of the leper? And and all of them are going, he's got leprosy, stay away, stay away. What did Jesus do? Walked right up to him. The leper falls on his knees and he says to Jesus, I know you can heal me. I don't know if you're willing to heal me. And Jesus reached out and took his hand. I am willing. Be healed. And he was healed. The leprosy left him. I started bawling like a baby. Because God began to speak to my heart. That's what I expect for you to be doing. That's how you're supposed to be living. You have authority. All of us have authority over sickness and disease. See, so many people, so many people have been religiously brainwashed. God may do it. God may not do it. Not according to the Bible. Not according to the Bible. Jesus said, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. That's why it impacted me. That is my favorite scripture in the Bible. That's why I started to cry like that. And then not too further along in that show, 
uh, he, uh, he's walking by, Jesus is walking by Matthew. And if you've been watching the show or if you, you know, Matthew was a tax collector. He was shunned. He was, you know, was ostracized. Nobody wanted to be around him. He, he was despised pretty much by everybody. But when Jesus walked by him, and he had already seen him a couple of times, but in this scene, he's sitting up there where he collects the taxes. Jesus walks by, and Jesus stops. He turns around, and he looks square in the eye of Matthew. And when that happened, see, that's what happened to me. Okay. He looked me right in the eye. And when I felt so unworthy, because of the way I lived my life, because of the things I was doing, the lifestyle I was living at that time, when I called out to him, he looked me right in the eye. He came running to me. And he began to work in me. And he began to change me. It's the great love with which he loves you. And he loves me. All right. All that was free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're called to rule and reign in this life. And we're going to get more into this as we continue with this study. I'm telling you, it will bless you beyond measure. Because how do you rule and reign? We're going to find that out. How do you rule and reign? Too many people, again, don't recognize this or understand this. But we're going to get into it. How many know that if it's of the Bible, if it's in the Bible, it settles it. Now, what are you going to do? I choose to believe it. A maximized life is available to everyone in here. I understand that when Adam fell, that life he had lived prior to the falling was no longer available unless people lived perfect. They could get up to a certain degree by their obedience, but if sooner or later they would mess up, they could never reach that higher level that was supposed to be lived by man. Then Jesus showed up on the scene. I said Jesus showed up on the scene. Hallelujah. And he has restored to us that same authority, that ability to be blessed beyond measure, that ability to, to operate in the law, a spiritual law of seed time and harvest so that we can live a life that is super abundantly above anything we could ever imagine. Amen. We were never, now I know this is going to, hallelujah, I'm thinking about how to say this. You know, we were, never, we were never created to work by the, uh, in our own strength and abilities. Did you know that? Everything was supposed to be provided, was provided. Adam and Eve didn't have to work. They didn't have to toil. They had everything they needed in abundance. Now, I understand that people still work jobs, and you, you should still work jobs. But don't limit yourself to that job. That's exactly right. It is not your source. God is your source. He's the one that takes care of you. If you want to live a maximum lifestyle, if you want to reach the highest level attainable, you're going to have to do it God's way. God's way is sowing and reaping. And how many have experienced, or let's say it this way, how many ever planted seeds and had maybe a tree grow up, an apple tree or something along those lines? Did you have more 
or less than what you planted with that seed. You got more. The harvest was greater than the seed sown. Do you understand how I'm saying that? Friends, it works in every area. Whatsoever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. It is a spiritual law God established from the beginning and will remain as long as this earth remains. You operate in it, you can expect to receive back a maximized harvest, period. you got to start, hear me now, you got to start getting out of here. This is, what, this is what throws up the walls of limitation right here. This is what, what you, when you have small thinking, and I, I know this, 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 what I'm fixing to say throws people for a loop, but when you have small thinking, it limits God and what he can do in your life. People say, oh, you can't limit God. Oh, yes, you can. I can show you scriptures from the Bible where the children of Israel limited God because of their unbelief. I don't want to limit him. Why would that bear, why would that just go off in my heart? No more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. Because that's the way God expects us to live. He's a big God. He created everything around us. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And now he's given us authority. We have had the authority that he gave to Adam and Eve at the beginning. It's been restored to us now. I now have authority over the devil. I can come against him in the name of Jesus. And when I speak the name of Jesus, I believe I said this the other day as well, but it's so true and I like to repeat it. When I speak the name of Jesus, it's just not me standing there. My big brother standing behind me like this. Jesus. How many know the devil don't want to have anything to do with Jesus? He's already whooped him. My Jesus has already whooped him. I said my Jesus has already whooped him. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Are you guys seeing this? Praise the Lord. Go to the scriptures. Open up the Bible. Go back. Study this out for yourselves. Go look it up on Facebook or I don't even know if we're still doing YouTube or not. Bottom line is listen to it over and over again. Take your Bible, open it up and see if what I've been saying is so. Because if it's in here, it's so. Period. You have a choice. For me and my family, we choose to believe. We take God at his word, and he's always been found faithful. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together in your name. We believe in Jesus' name. That this word has penetrated the hearts of these people. I believe, Lord God, that it's been heard. I'm asking, Lord God, that these people would receive it with faith. Stir it up in their hearts. And look to you for the increase, almighty God. An increase that comes when we step out in faith to not just hear the word, but do the word. We expect to see maximized harvest coming to our lives. Why? So we can continue to bless others. We love you and we praise you. We thank you for these things, almighty God. Hallelujah. Now the eyes closed.